It's a fucking minefield out there. You can't call someone a pussy anymore. You can't wolf whistle at girls running in the rain. It's like a minefield out there. All these hippies riding bikes made of organic avocado, washing their hair in gluten-free pussy soap. You can't call someone fat. You can't say, oi, there's 1,000 calories in that chocolate bar. You need to run six marathons to sweat it out. It's like a fucking minefield out there. Sorry, sir. Are you going to buy a ticket for the Megabus to the Ritz? I don't know. Are there any pussies in there? Yep, loads of them. And by the way, the reason it's like a minefield out there is because you gold watch-wearing Miss World frothing window salesmen put them there in the first place. We're just clearing up the landmines you left behind. Yep, we are setting them off one by one and then cutting the grass. We're going to make it look like you and your knuckle-dragging spreadsheet twerking mates were never here. Here's a tip for you. Before you say something or do something, ask yourself, is this progress? Ask yourself before you speak or tweet, am I doing my bit to help humanity move forward in any way? If you're not, keep your mouth shut and only use it for breathing. You see, we are evolving. Soon, we will evolve out of these bodies and live as pure consciousness. We'll be clouds of ideas traveling between parallel universes. We'll be sipping flat whites from our celestial seat in the cosmos while you... You will still be buying Quantro and lemonade for ketchup-stained lampshades and the sunken weather spoons at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. You are worse than a dinosaur. You are the shadow of a dinosaur on an overcast day. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm the bus driver. Is that, is that a weird way to start a podcast about running? <laughs> oh, you know what? I can't think of many runners who would start a podcast with a bus driver not letting a really unpleasant human being on a bus. But then <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of many runners who would dedicate an entire podcast about running and set it on a an imaginary nighttime bus, but that's that's what I'm doing. Um, I still don't know if it's the right decision, but I'm doing it. I am in the seat. <laughs> You're all in the back, <laughs> and I'm I'm driving us to the Ritz. So you know, tough, tough luck if it's the wrong thing to do. But I'm doing it, and you're all coming for a spin with me. Um, but let me explain that intro, okay? Uh, <laughs> I knew Megabus had to come back. I knew, right? You know what? I've had a great time doing the running reviews, and I am loving it and is made me fall in love with running on a whole new level and i'll talk about that another time but i knew the mega bus was there i was paying to keep it in storage and it was it was rotting away it needed new tires so we're on the road and i just thought to get this going i need to find out how i'm gonna start it and i fell asleep 
Uh, don't worry, I was in bed. I wasn't talking to a neighbour over the fence and then just suddenly fell asleep. I fell asleep in bed, which is my normal place for falling asleep. And I had a dream and that was how the podcast started. I was a bus driver again. I had my bus driver uniform on. <laughs> What's that? What's? I was dressed up like a bus driver. Honestly, I looked at myself in a dream and I just thought, you are dressed up like a bus driver. Well done. Um, I guess I just had shoes that... Didn't look like they'd done a lot of walking. And I was behind the wheel and this guy tried to come on the bus and he was just rude. That was, you know, he was just not a nice guy. Uh, and I said, no, you can't come on the Megabus because the Megabus is a place of progress. It's where, <laughs> where we all come to move forward and make the best of our lives and, you know, and change. It's where we we come to, to change. <laughs> Gee, wow. Um and I just thought, I'm going to put it in there. I'm going to put it in there and, oh, there's a runner. There's a runner going past my mega bus. Uh, and I don't regret it. No regrets. Because running has helped me move forward. And I'm seeing more and more just with the Running Pounds community that it's just a place of support and friendship. And, you know, we're all just encouraging each other to be the best versions of ourselves possible. So that is what we are doing here on the bus tonight. We are. <laughs> Ah, oh, this is, oh, let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment to enjoy, enjoy my time behind the wheel. Feel the wheel in my hands again. Right, let's get going. Let's get going. Let's start off by talking about what happened in 2020, running-wise. i give you a clue. i give you a clue. There were no races. So according to Strava and my 2020 year in sport, I ran for 281 hours, which is 11.7 days, <laughs> which is ridiculous for a man of my age. I should be spending that time painting the fence or ironing my slacks. <laughs> um, I ran... 2,108 miles, which uh, is the distance from Tlaethli to the North Pole. Um, I got to the North Pole and I realised that the North Pole has a better town centre <laughs> than Tlaethli. It had less charity shops anyway. Uh, my elevation, wow, this is an interesting one, 26,935 metres. Uh, the only reason I say that's interesting is because you can't talk about elevation without Googling how many times that is up Everest. So that was climbing Everest three times. Um it's weird, isn't it, how you can't talk about elevation without thinking, oh, I wonder how many times I went up and down El Elvis. <laughs> oh, you've got to be careful climbing Elvis. Um, yeah, how many times did I climb up Everest? And you just start, you start thinking about it. And to me, it's the same chemical reaction in your brain that when I see those Dunkin' Donuts in service stations, I just think, God, those are easy to steal. <laughs> Look at them. Those donuts are just asking to be stolen. So, yeah, elevation and Everest, donuts and theft, they make the same jump in my brain. Uh, so that's that's a good year for me. I, I don't know how much I ran when I was like an athlete because you just didn't measure those things. <laughs> you honestly, you just ran and nobody really knew how far you were running. You just you just ran. Um, but it's like, I, I like, you know, I know a lot of people get obsessed with, stuff on Strava. Uh, things I love doing on Strava are posting ridiculously slow runs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like That's my favorite thing because I like the messages where people say, like, keep going, pal, it's all right. But it's like, no, I, running slow is probably my favorite thing in the world to do. I love it. Um, 
so yeah, Strava's good for that. Um, I don't get addicted to it. My my addictions are other things like beers. But luckily, I'm a year sober. Anyway, that's I'm rambling. I'm just here to talk about how much running I did. So you know, it was good. And one of the things I kind of was like a big. I mean, I'm only this is only my third year of running since I started again. So you know, I'm I'm still kind of new to it. I feel like I'm new to this adult version of running. It's not a sport anymore. It's something that keeps me ticking over and keeps me positive. But one thing I did uh, last year, which I didn't do the year before, was. Uh, I did a lot more tempo runs, and those tempo runs were when I was doing the running reviews. I was just, I'd pick an album and I'd decide this is what I'm going to run to. I'm going to run to it as fast as I can while shouting into a GoPro because that's what I do. Uh, and it was always a surprise to see how long the album was. I didn't really know. So each time I went up and did that, it was, you know, it was nice. It felt like that uncertainty, like not knowing how far you're going to run, uh, how hard you're going to do, was a bit like entering a race for me. It had the same kind of like, let's just see what this throws at me kind of thing about it. So it was good. I It kept me nice and focused and motivated. So, you know, it was, yeah, I, I was happy with my running last year. Obviously it was a bad year. And I think one of the most dangerous things about last year was that um, all Ironman competitions got cancelled. Uh, and I'm just really worried that may raise the temperature on the planet a little bit because I think Ironman is essential because for a couple of minutes or whatever it takes for those guys to do that swim, is a whole bunch of men in the ocean who are not talking about themselves. And I think that limits global warming. That keeps the temperatures down a few degrees. Uh, and we missed out on a lot of that last year. So there were, there were a lot of men talking about themselves. And I do worry about the impact that's had on the environment. I'm just thinking about donuts and stealing them again. And I've realised that hole in the middle of the donut. I think that's where the security tag used to be. So, you know what? If you haven't stolen a donut, you haven't lived. I was watching an episode of Grand Designs, and there was this beautiful house. It was pretty much a castle with a kettle. On that final scene where Kevin MacLeod rocks up in a bulletproof gilet because the husband and wife hate each other so much, I noticed something really odd. The camera panned across the kitchen and there, in the fruit bowl, next to the kiwis, pomegranates and easy peelers, there was a potato. A big, shiny, waxy King Edward potato. It stood in that bowl like a security guard, a starchy bouncer amongst the citrus ravers. That night in bed, I wondered why that potato was there. Psst, psst. Hey, hey you, what are you doing here? This, this is a fruit bowl, and you, when you're a potato. I know, I know. The thing is, guys, what you don't realise is that Barbara and Derek over there, they ran out of money building this house, and they had to finish it off with potatoes. That fancy attic upstairs, well, that's made from mash. The hallway over there, that's delicately balanced hash browns. The sofas in front of you, where they're filming, <laughs> yeah, they're cold jacket potatoes. You see, this house is 80% spuds. I'm the potato security guard, and I'm here to make sure no spud steps out of line. As soon as the cameras go off, and the bank is happy, we are in charge. 
this place is gonna be a root vegetable paradise. And you lot, you're gonna get what's coming to you. You'll be dancing with spirulina flax seeds and a great Nutribullet in the sky. Shh, shh, stay quiet. I'm a massive Kevin McLeod fan. So that's what I did last year. Um, well, what's the plan for this year? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think I want to just continue listening to new music, finding new music. That is really kind of my kick, my buzz at the moment is just, you know, listen to something that I probably should have listened to years ago. I mean, it happened recently when I went for a run to the Wild Hearts after so many people have said, you need to listen to the Wild Hearts. You are going to love it. Uh, and I did it. Finally, we did a vote and I ran to uh, Earth versus the Wild Hearts. And wow, wow. I cannot believe that I didn't grow up listening to that album. And it's been a really beautiful thing because I did the video, put it online, and then Ginger from the Wild Hearts shared it. Was really like appreciative of the fact that I'd done it. He shared my band, so like at the moment, my band is getting more new listeners than ever before. Um, and I just find that running, listening to music, and just talking about it and talking about what the music does to you has just been such an incredible thing, like such an incredible new thing that's come into my life. Um, I fell out of love with music for a long time after I left uh, the old band I was in. Like, I just didn't want to make music. It was such, you know, it it became miserable by the end and it, it really ruined that excitement about listening to new stuff, that excitement of making new stuff. And it's been so, I don't know, it's, it feels weird to say healing, but it really has. Um, I've discovered that I love metal. I've discovered that I love death metal. Uh, just all these genres I just never gave the time to before. So um, I think my kind of goal for for this year is to just keep on discovering stuff and keep on listening to people's recommendations that's been another thing i've learned is that if someone recommends something to you take the time to listen to it because i like it if i recommend something to somebody and i know they've put the effort in and they've watched it or listened to it or they've read it it makes me feel good um so i don't know that's just something that i'm gonna continue doing you know like someone says you should check this out i will check it out and it's just I, I don't know I don't know that's something I want to keep on going into 2021 uh running wise I mean I'd be silly not to set myself some goals I think it's always good to have some goals uh one thing I didn't do last year was I didn't run like an all-out 5k I, I nearly did one around about Christmas time I was feeling really good um but it was just one of those mornings where everything was covered in ice and you know I I wasn't being a wimp I just thought, I'm not going to do it today. I just had that feeling. Look, look I'm just going to run on the grass instead and this 5K can wait. But I think I've got an okay 5K in me. Um, I'd love to do a 10-kilometer race. And I would love, if if it happens, I would love to do some some ultra running. So those are kind of my goals. But, I, I mean, more than anything, it's just to keep on watching the Running Punks community grow. That's that's I just love it. I love it. It gives me, it gives me life every day to see people talking about their runs and, and motivating each other. So, yeah, that's what I'm aiming for in 2021. Obviously, uh, the podcast is back. Um, I'm familiar with the roads yet again, so we will keep this quite quite consistent. I can't guarantee they will run like buses. <laughs> it would. I can't, I can't give you a timetable, but I will just keep on doing it as much as I can. I guess, like, this episode so far has been, without me being aware of it, has been about the power of a community and the power of 
support from those around you. So, um, yeah, I think we've got some time for some questions. Uh, time. It's up to me how long this thing is, but I think I'll do, uh, I'll answer some questions. I've had a few sent over, so I'll answer some of those. And just, you know what? Keep on being excellent. Keep on running. Let's have a look at some of these questions then. I've got... <laughs> I got a mixed bag, which is great. Thank you. Thank you for being all as strange as me. I've got a great one here from, this is quite a serious one, actually. Not serious. Don't worry. You're not in the headmaster's office. This is quite a reasonable question. It's from Padge, Padge, Padge. Is it one more Padge? No, it's three Padges on Instagram. And he asks, how do you fit in running with a newborn? We've got a four-month-old and the tiredness is killing my long runs. So, yeah, how do you fit in running with a newborn? Well, for starters, you don't take the newborn with you. That, leave leave the newborn at home. Um, but, yeah, we've got a – she is two months old today, actually. We've got a two-month-old girl called Lily. Uh, that's, like, on top of the nearly four-year-old boy, Tommy, we've got. So <laughs> it is uh, – yeah, it's a bit wilder at the moment. And kind of how I'm still getting my running in is – I'm. Running at the time of day that I hate, I'm running midday a lot. I can't really get out first thing in the morning. So I've had to adapt by just just as soon as there's a little window of opportunity is just get your kit on, do your funny stretches, um, make love to a foam roller and then start running. So that's how I'm dealing with it. Um, I definitely know what you mean about the tiredness on the long runs, though. I've, I haven't done a lot of long running. Um, they've all been around about 10 kilometers. I think like a long run for me at the moment is less than 10 miles so yeah the long the long running is a problem but i've just you know as soon as i see that opportunity i'm gone <laughs> i'm gone as soon as i see it uh but yeah hang on in there um another good thing is vitamin c and iron just hammer that it, it makes you feel good uh go easy on the coffee but i have been yeah making a lot of coffee recently as well but i i feel your pain well it's not even pain is it i feel the burden of love that you are carrying around with you padge 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 it's one of them things but you know Kids grow up, they'll hate us one day and leave us, and then we can do all the running we want. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm happy with running little, knowing that my children still love me. Uh, and then when I'm old and uh, they no longer want to have anything to do with me, I can run all I want. Uh, let's have a look at this other question. James Anthony Cooney said, what made you decide to do clothing? I love it. It's way cheaper and pinker than Satisfy, for example. Uh, the clothing thing, that was Rodri's idea. I mean, the whole um, running punks thing was Rodri's idea. Uh, I mean, it wasn't called running punks. He had this idea that me and him should start some kind of running community based on our love of rock and roll and the fact that we race in cotton T-shirts uh, and we're not afraid to be ourselves. So the idea was his, that we were going to create this community. And then, um, you know, once we had a logo and we thought that logo looks great, we need to put in some clothing. I think... Deep down, we thought we were going to be the only ones wearing the running punks clothing. So the fact that people are buying it and we see it out and about, like I see people I don't even know running in it. Uh, it just blows my mind. So uh, I think it was kind of when you have an idea which seems so good and unique, I think you need some some clothing to go with it. And another thing was that we both come from a band background. Um not that our background is banned, like we come from a background of playing in bands. And I mean, the big thing about that is making your own merch and selling it at gigs. So it, we saw it as 
you know what? The internet is our merch table. Uh, and if you're a fan of Running Punk, then Running Punks, yeah, you should you should wear the merch. So that's where that came from. Uh, Matt Davis. <laughs> Hello, Matt. Yeah, you're a funny guy. Um, who writes the running plans for the guy who writes the running plans? That's actually a good question because when I started running again, in 2019, and I was really overweight after years of boozing and uh, playing in bands and stuff. Uh, I started running like I did when I was 24. I still had that mentality that I was an elite athlete, <laughs> a, a really overweight and bald elite athlete. But that's how I felt. And it was, you know what? It was, oh, hang on. That was, uh, you know, I was just talking about Lily, my little girl, and she woke up and started uh doing that, that weird thing the babies do, she's crying. Uh, um, so where was that? Yeah, Matt, um, who does the training plans for the guy who does the training plans? That That's me. <laughs> I do them myself. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of experimenting and I kind of just had to, almost had to start from scratch again. I had to find the type of running that worked for me. So I read a few books um, and I just went through the ideas I liked from different running books and I put them all together and worked out a type of training that works for me and it seems to work for a lot of people i guess is a lot like i don't know how orthodox christianity is in russia i just took all the good bits from things i like and, and built my own thing uh so th thank you matt thanks for your your question uh <laughs> dale my friend dale uh who i used to work with and you know what he's he's on strava now i don't know why he's on strava i think he's gonna start running but he's asked me a question uh which country has the best air for breathing ah <laughs> oh, these are serious questions um but you know what i re i don't remember i was thinking about this the other day like i don't remember a lot of stuff from my past it's bizarre i kind of worry about my ability to hold memories and i just remember bizarre things like i can remember camping in australia in 2001 and i can remember the shape of a rock that my tent was on and I just remember, I remember it. I can sometimes feel it sticking into my side. But then ask me what I did for my birthday last year. I have no idea. But yeah, talking about places where the air is good to breathe. I always just remember running uh, in a place called Auster Valley in Italy. Or yeah, I think that's what it's called. Auster Valley. A-O-S-T-A. And I just remember warming up and racing it. And I felt I could run all day in this place. So um, yeah, part of Italy. The air is good there. Uh, also... Um, Lithuania, Lithuania. I've got, I got a few tattoos, and one of my favorite tattoos is like I won a race in Kaunas in Lithuania, right? And I had an amazing medal. Uh, the mayor presented to you. It was awesome. It was like live on TV. It was just such a, a brilliant experience, like a packed stadium. Uh, and I lost that medal, so I had the coat of arms of um, Kaunas in Lithuania tattooed on me. And then I found the trophy. I found the medal, so it was. I didn't need to get tattooed after all. But yeah, that's another place where I thought, you know what, it's really nice to breathe here. Wow, thank you for your questions. Um, let me just check. You know, there's, there's no more. Uh, is my friend Hannah saying that I should listen to the Venga Boys again? Brilliant. Not that's not happening. So there we are. We've done some questions. We've talked about what running I did in 2020. We've kind of talked about what the plans are for this year. Uh, I think it's been a good drive. I think I've really enjoyed your company. Um, when you get to the Ritz, please obviously like hand sanitize and just keep your distance. And yeah, you know, thank you for coming with me tonight. Thank you for letting me imitate a talking potato in a fruit bowl. <laughs>
Thank you for letting me document my very strange dream at the beginning of the episode. If you've enjoyed this, please squeeze my Twitter teats, milk, milk my Facebook udder. Let people know that, hey, there's this guy. He's a runner and he drives an imaginary bus. And you know what? It's quite good fun being on that bus. Um, yeah, let people know about Megabus to the Ritz. Send your questions in. Find Running Punks on all the social media channels. Channel 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 on social media. Uh, and this episode is about finding a supportive group of people around you. It's about finding something bigger than self-belief. Because self-belief, I think, will only get you so far. It's about relying on the love and friendship of a community. Okay? And as we go forward into 2021, let's stay positive and let's keep it punk. Can you decide what you believe in? I don't know, but I've watched enough sports documentaries to know that heroes invests often find that vital moment, that turning point when they can suddenly believe in themselves. It's often followed by a brief moment of defeat. We see their sweat drip into the dust and disappear, and then all of a sudden, there's this distant voice in their head. It's often the voice of someone from their past. It says something profound like, Standard diesel is 12 pence a litre cheaper than ultimate performance diesel. But none of that matters because this baby is petrol. And then our hero is back on their feet, slam dunking or inline skating like a demon. The thing is though, I'm not a fan of self-belief. I think it's like having a constipated heart or funding your new album on Kickstarter and then having the goal to say it's the greatest thing you've ever written when it's released. Well then, if you can't believe in yourself, what can you believe in? I think it's much better to believe in people around you. It's much healthier to believe in a community. I was thinking about this the other night whilst I was reading The Cosme Comics by Italo Calvino. There's this quote that really struck me. To escape the condition of prisoner is to understand mentally how the perfect prison is structured and then compare it with the one he is currently detained in in order to find the loophole. To me, this highlighted that if all you have is self-belief, then you're essentially a prisoner. You're a prisoner trapped inside yourself. The moment your self-belief takes a dip, you are left with nothing and you are trapped. However, if you believe that the world around you contains perfection, then you can compare that to your current situation and it will help you find a way of escape from your limits. So then, I was thinking, forget the prison analogy. Let's think in terms of motivation and hope. Instead of a perfect prison, imagine a perfect source of positivity. Compare that to where you are at right now and it will help you find out what's lacking in your own state of mind. Think about what you can take from the ideal world around you and start digging a hole in the wall for you to climb through. This is your ticket to freedom. So in a way, the best type of belief is the belief in those around you, not in yourself. Believing only in yourself is a sure way to stay trapped and stunted. Find an external source of inspiration and climb out of the window of yourself. I think that went well. What do you mean? No, that that episode of Grand Designs we watched. Yeah, that was a potato and a fruit bowl. It was a what? What's a pomelo? A pomelo. It's a fruit. Are you sure? You sure? <laughs> that was a potato. It was a fruit. I've literally just done a whole podcast about like your importance of finding your place in the world. And 
I know, I know. And to highlight it, or like to give an example, I used the analogy of a potato, like being a potato in a fruit bowl and all the fruit saying, like, you don't belong there. But you're saying, like, I'm a potato and eventually these potatoes will be in charge. Well, I can't, I can't. It's literally uploading now. It's, it's going, it's going online now. I can't, I can't stop it. So that wasn't a potato. It looked like a potato. Have you ever tried a pomelo? What's it taste of? It tastes of potato. It, it tastes like a That's fine then. We're we fine. Right. I'll, I'll just upload it. All right, okay.